Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Well, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 89 of That's How I Roll. I am Jeremiah Isley. Like the nice lady said, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really, really happy that you're here. Let me go ahead and give you a quick rundown of what you can expect from today's show. A couple of things coming at you very quick here. Uh, We've got the word on the street and i'm going to tell you about some cool updates some things going on in theology of games in board gaming and of course in my daily life as i like to say this is my weekly self-therapy session so (laughs) join me for that if you will uh but uh, we've got a really cool real talk segment coming up today brenna noonan from starling games is here and we're gonna have a cool conversation about all things starling games including everdell and uh black orchestra and all kinds of stuff very very cool we actually recorded this pre-gen con so things that we've talked about have already sort of happened i'm telling you time Time doesn't exist in the world of podcasting. It's this spherical, non-linear, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, Doctor Who, whatever you want to say. Okay, before we head over to the word on the street, I do want to remind you, uh, we actually have a very cool special going on right now on our Patreon page. You can head over there and for a single dollar a month, you can get four credits to our treasure chest, which gets you up to four promo items from some amazing publishers. If you double that to $2 a month, we double that and you can get eight credits to spend there. Uh, We've got amazing things that you can get, including ceramic dice from Crit Hits Ceramic. You can get a, pl- a tiny epic Western set of playing cards, a full deck, uh, plus stuff from uh, Starling Games. They've got Farlight launch packs and Black Orchestra uh, promo cards. Get in on it. It's going to be great. It's only for a limited time, though, so got to get in while you can. Uh, check it out at theologyofgames.com slash Patreon. Let's go ahead and get into the word on the street. All right, so the word on the street today is um, no games. What? Yeah, so I actually, between last week and this week, have had an incredibly busy week, and I haven't played a single game, if you can believe it. Uh, I've got a few things on the table that I'm hoping to get played. Like I said, uh, and you're going to hear today, we're talking about Everdell and things like that. So hoping to get those things going, but... It's just been one of those really busy weeks where uh, I didn't even make it to Cedar Point. So uh, what am I saying? I made it to Cedar Point. I didn't make it to Gen Con. Gen Con's what I didn't make it to. So I did get to do the gig that I talked about last week with the uh, NFL Hall of Fame game, which was really, really cool. If you watched the game, you saw me on TV. Like I was all up and down the sidelines on the end zones 
shooting video. I was I was all over the place. My wife kept texting me. Oh, we saw you. Oh, we saw you again. Hey, you're you're on TV. Blah blah blah. So. <laughs> It was pretty cool. Um, we shot a lot of cool footage and had a lot of fun. And uh, it was just really cool time uh, for that. But it, again, that precluded me from making it out to Gen Con. And I had to watch everybody's Gen Con haul pictures scroll down my Instagram like some kind of big loser. But uh, I hope everybody had a great time at Gen Con. I, I hear it was fantastic, and uh, I, I wish you all well. But we also we ha- we kind of had um, our last hurrah, I guess, this past weekend. Where um, so we are like a week away from my oldest going back to school, which is crazy. It's like the middle of August, and they're already starting back at school. So we kind of had a little bit of a last hurrah and did a couple things that were really fun, including uh, we went kayaking. Um, the Cuyahoga River goes through sort of uh, the, the next town to us. And my brother-in-law and my father-in-law, they've got a bunch of kayaks and they go down the river all the time. And so we said, we want to go kayaking because Xavier really wanted to do that this summer. So we made sure that we had time to do that. And we had a blast. It was really cool. Um, the boys did great on their own. They, they had their own kayaks and we went down the river and had a great time, which was really, really cool because Cooper was pretty nervous about the whole idea of not being in a boat with someone else. In the past, we've done like some kayaks and a canoe and he kind of was along for the ride. So this was the first time both of them actually had to navigate the river on their own and they did fabulous. They did really, really good. So that was a lot of fun. And then of course, Cedar point we did yesterday, it was a bazillion degrees outside, but it was a lot of fun. We got to go on a lot of coasters and I got Xavier to go on the top thrill dragster, which was amazing and fun. And, um, I hadn't been on it for a long time but he had never been on it. So (laughs) there's some really cool video that we got of that experience. And uh, yeah, so no games, but we had a great time kind of getting the, the last little bit of summer in here as we can. And of course, usually once the school year hits, there's actually more gaming that happens. We kind of get back into our normal routine and our normal, uh, uh, sort of rhythm of the week. So looking forward to kind of getting that going again, although it's been a really great summer. Um, it'll be nice to have a little bit more routine and kind of, uh, have that rhythm back in our weekly life. So that's what's going on. That's the word on the street. Of course, Gen Con happened. Uh, there's a lot of cool board gaming news that came out of that. We wrote a couple news articles. If you go over to Theology Ga- theology of Games, I can't talk today. It's another late night. It's 1.30 a.m., whatever. I'm recording stuff all over the place because it's just been that kind of day. But uh, Theology of Games, you can head over there. You can check out the news pieces that we wrote over there. My buddy Scott Firestone, who is the other folk who does the writing here, uh, wrote up some cool pieces about Gen Con. So you can read that there if you didn't get a chance to experience it or make it there yourself. And uh, that's about all I've got right now. Let's go ahead and jump into Real Talk with Brennan Noonan. And I'll talk to you guys on the other side of that. 
Well, hey, Brenna, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for uh, spending some time with us this this morning, I guess, was when we're recording. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I mean, time doesn't really exist with podcasts because <laughs> right. <laughs> you never know when people are listening. Honestly, in the week leading up to Gen Con, time feels a little bit nebulous in general, so I See, think it's well suited. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, you, you mentioned it, Gen Con's coming up. Uh, I believe if my schedule works out right, this will be dropping right around uh, when Gen Con hits. So folks who are listening are probably very excited to hear what's new with Starling Games and uh, what will be available for them to run down the aisles to get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, um, this year is really exciting. We actually have quite a lot that's new. Um, So we're going to have Everdell, uh, which just... um, Finished shipping to U.S. Uh, North American backers um, and is currently shipping to European backers. So that should be done pretty soon. Um, so we're going to have the Everdell Collector's Edition at Gen Con. Super excited to have that. Um, it came out a few months early, which, uh, you know, um, we've had our fair share of late campaigns in the past. So we're really happy to um, have gotten this one out so early. Um, and then we'll also have Archmage. Uh, that one's also shipping to Kickstarter backers right now. Um, and both those designers, uh, James Wilson designed Everdell and Tim Hirama, who designed Archmage, they'll both actually be there running demos, chatting with people. So we're really excited to have them. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I got it. You you brought Tim by our booth uh, at Origins. Yeah, yeah. So super cool guy. And Archmage very looks very, very cool. So... That's very exciting. And those foil cards. Yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> they came out so well. Like, I couldn't stop just playing with them because, yeah, they're gold foiled, but our factory did it in kind of a unique, a unique way. It's almost like holographic gold foil. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah, very, very cool components there. And, of course, the gameplay, you know, looks pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I- and... Um, uh, we're actually uh, in like late late stage development on an expansion for Archmage. Um, probably don't have a date for that one yet. We're still kind of getting it cleaned up, but it's pretty close. Cool. Uh, so talk to me a little bit more about Everdell. I've seen pictures because like you said, folks are getting their copies uh-huh. and it's this cool like 3D looking thing. There's a tree <laughs> on it. Like, tell me about that and how that kind of came about, and uh, you know the whole production process of that. I'm sure was a different and unique challenge <laughs> for you all. Yeah, yeah, it totally was. Uh, I mean, one thing is just there's so many games coming out right now. As we all know, it's so hard to try to find a way to make your game stand out or be special in some way because sure. there are so many games and all of them are great games in their own right. Um, so how do you compete? You know, like you might have a great game and it's just not enough in the market right now. Um, <laughs> so we're always looking for new ways to make a game stand out. Um, and in Everdell, you know, if you've seen the photos, you can tell it has a pretty commanding table presence. Um, and something that we started to do with Everdell is take more advantage of vertical space as opposed to just like the horizontal sprawl that some yeah. uh, games can get into. Um, and, you know, Everdell has a little bit of that too, but uh, it also <laughs> has a uh, vertical sprawl. So the tree was part of that, um, just giving like that dimensionality to the board um, and also like just increasing the immersion, like making you feel like you're in Everdell, like this you know, fanciful uh, woodlands grove. Uh, it's like kind of a secret garden vibe, I think. Um, so the tree, doing the 3D tree was actually Dan May, um, our creative director's idea. 
And we didn't know if it was going to be possible, but our factory was really awesome and worked really closely with us on iterating that and getting the punch board just right. Um, so we're really happy with how it came out. Cool. So is that something that you kind of have to like disassemble to get in the box every time? Yeah, I'm, to I'm put guessing. it back in the box, it needs to be disassembled. Yeah, um, I, I actually leave mine uh, assembled. It leaves on it lives on my shelf, like with my art and stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, it's interesting you you brought that up because I was just thinking uh, this is a perfect example. I've always said that board games, you know, a tabletop game is is really a work of art. It's a creative outlet mm-hmm. that somebody you know was inspired to create. And it's it's collaborative art because you've got designers, you've got artists, you've got graphic designers, uh, you know, top to bottom. There's a lot of people that put a lot of work into them. Yeah. Uh, and and it seems like, like you said, if you really want to grab the attention, it, more and more the visual of a game it really has to be on point. You know, it really has to grab you. Yeah, like I totally agree with you. I really think of board games as being like art objects. Um, Like there's kind of this trope that people have their uh, like shelves of shame of games that they haven't played. (laughs) Right. Um, And and I honestly don't feel that way so much because I feel like, you know, the game itself is uh, like enough of a worthwhile artistic endeavor. It's like even if I don't open it or play it, it's like just having it and being able to admire it is sometimes enough. (laughs) I totally, you know, I agree. I, I, I'm glad you said that because I obviously I have a shelf of shame. I've got a lot of uh-huh. games that I haven't haven't got on the table yet or whatever. And now some of those I've I've like traded off. You know, said I I just know I won't play it, and it's not that high of a priority. I'd rather get something that I will play or whatever. But then uh-huh. some of them people are like, "Why do you still have that? You've never played it. You probably won't get a chance." I'm like. But it's it's such a cool piece. Yeah, like you know? it's beautiful. It yeah. makes me happy to see it there. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's enough. So don't let anybody shame you for having a shame shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Which is its own dichotomy in itself. But have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames. So let's talk a little bit about um, the future plans for Starling Games. You've got some Kickstarters coming up. Um what what can you share about things that are coming down the pipeline for for Starling? Um, so we do have an expansion for Everdell in the works. Um, that will be on Kickstarter in the fall, probably in September. Um, and uh, after the Kickstarter campaign, we actually had backers vote on um, what they wanted to see in the next expansion. Um, and uh, the vote that won was that they wanted to see something um, to do with the river in Everdell. Because if you look at the uh, the board, which is almost like a map of Everdell, um, there's a river that runs around the Evertree and is uh, like a big part of the landscape of the board. Um, so the expansion is going to be centered around the, the, the river and um, maybe meeting some new critters that live underwater in the river and have their own kind of underwater society. Um, might discover some of the technologies or you know methods that they've developed down there, like uh, 
it, normally at Everdell to create constructions, um, use resources, uh, resin, twigs, and pebbles. Um, uh-huh. So the, these underwater creatures may be using different resources. Cool. Yep. Um, so that's uh, pretty much done. We're just tweaking uh, some of the rules here and there and like some of the card text and stuff. So that'll be on Kickstarter for too long. Nice. Nice. Uh, how I'm trying to think we are just at the end of the black orchestra Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. So, today. Oh yeah. Okay. So everything that, that funded successfully, everything, um, is there any, anything else coming for black orchestra? I know it's, it's a pretty popular title. Uh, yeah, yeah. The The response to Black Orchestra has been awesome. Um, like when it very first came out, um, the first edition wasn't kickstarted. And there honestly like wasn't that much fanfare about it during yeah. the pre-order stage. Mm-hmm. And then it came out and it just like blew off the shelves. Like it, it went out of stock so quickly. <laughs> um, and then it took us a while to get the second edition back into print. Um, and the response to that has been amazing. Uh, the community around the game is like so passionate, supportive, like um, on BGG, there's so many people making like homebrew components and like little variants and stuff. And it's really cool to see people interacting um, in that way with the game. Um, so we are looking for other ways to, you know, keep iterating on the game and adding more content. Um, it's a little bit tough because um, Philip Dubarry, uh, the designer, is such a great designer. He really designs like complete games. Yeah, <laughs> um, right, right. <laughs> so, so like the economy of Black Orchestra is like already so tight and so balanced. It, it's we're almost like a little bit limited in some ways and what we can add to it because it's like kind of already a a complete game. Right. Um, but yeah, we are always uh, looking into other options for that. So, um, you know, we're adding these eight new conspirators, which will give people some really cool abilities. Um, we're also adding Sophie Scholl, who's our first woman conspirator, which I'm really oh, excited cool. about to have her in there. She's an amazing figure. Um, so yeah, so I hope people will be excited to have these new characters. That's cool. I do have sort of a self-serving reason for bringing up Black Orchestra because <laughs> you sent us some promo cards yeah. uh, for our Patreon page so folks can get those which normally you'd have to chase them down at a convention or something but they're just sitting there on our patreon page you can you can score one yeah um, those are uh, the resistance broadcast promo yeah. cards and they are actually pretty powerful cards so you might want to grab one of those definitely <laughs> um that's cool though i i agree uh dewberry is a great designer i've, I've played mm-hmm. a lot of his other titles and i have black orchestra sitting on the top of my uh not my wall of shame but my <laughs> my review list <laughs> uh-huh. uh so we'll be getting that review out pretty quick here uh i know scott firestone who's like the other half or other third of theology of games he uh he's played it a few times and says it's great so oh, that's uh, awesome. yeah really looking forward to it um i'm i'm always down for co-op games i it, you know i grew up as a gamer so so much of what games were to me were competitive things but it was this mm-hmm. weird thing for me cuz i was always like i enjoy sitting around with my friends and doing the same thing together and we're playing a game and we're experiencing the same thing but it was always competitive and then like when co-op games became like an actual thing, I was like, this is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. I love co-ops. Like I love like collaborative puzzle solving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it becomes almost like a team sport at that point, right, you know, yeah, like exactly. everybody's working together as a team. So, uh, very cool stuff. Um, okay. So, if my I've I've got to sort out my production schedule as we're recording this, like Gen Con's coming up, 
I'm I'm desperately trying to find a way at least to get out to Gen Con for a day because everything kind of went kerfluey this summer. Yeah. Um, but for those folks who can't make it to Gen Con and uh, you know, we're let's talk post Gen Con. What's coming up for you guys? Uh, like con wise, where are you going to be? Uh, what can what can we look for as far as being able to connect with Starling Games out there post Gen Con? I know it's hard to think of that in the throes of <laughs> getting ready for Gen <laughs> Con, uh, but just looking forward there. Yeah, well, so for anybody who can't make it um, and you want to get Everdell or Archmage, they are available for pre-order on our web store, which is tabletop.direct. And we have a U.S. store and an EU store. So if you're in the EU, we do offer customs-friendly EU shipping that will have some better shipping prices for you. Um, If you're not in either of those regions, we can still ship to you. It's just uh, not customs-friendly, unfortunately. Um, So that's where you can get Everdell and Archmage right now. Um, We have the collector's editions available and then after Gen Con, uh, let's see, we have the Boston um, Fig Festival. That'll be in September, I believe, um, which we're going to be sponsoring, which I'm really excited about. Um, I went to that festival for the first time um, last year, and it was just really, really fun. Um, like nice. one day game design festival, saw a lot of really cool stuff. So we're happy to have um, a booth presence there this year. Um, planning to be at PAX Unplugged, most likely. Uh, we w- went there for the first one uh, last year and just absolutely loved it. It was such a great con. So, And, you know, that was the first year they did it. So I'm sure this year will be even better. Um, and then we're planning to be at Essen as well. Uh, not sure in what capacity yet. Not sure if we'll have a booth or if we'll just go and, you know, have meetings. But uh, we do plan to be there. Cool. Um, yeah, I heard PAX Unplugged was, I guess, very similar to Origins in that it was big enough that a lot of people were there, but it wasn't like Gen Con massive and overwhelming. Yeah, it was very, um, yeah, like as you said, Gen Con can be a little bit overwhelming, like even just walking through the aisles, like not uh-huh. even being able to get past <laughs> people. Um, in that regard, PAX Unplugged is like much more laid back, but still with a good crowd size, like we we're still able to do sales and stuff. You dropped something in there uh, as you're talking about pre-orders and you said there were some collector editions Yes. Yeah. So um, the collector's editions for Everdell and Archmage are direct only. Um, so that means they're only available directly from us. Um, okay. They're not going to retail. Um, so if you want to get those, you can get those from us at a convention or from our web store, Tabletop Direct. What what uh, what makes them collector edition? What's what's the special goodness there? Um, it's going to be mostly upgraded components. Um, okay. Like Arch Archmage has uh, those beautiful gold foiled cards. Um, it has a board, uh, whereas the standard edition just has uh, hexes that you lay out, um, a bunch of other components in there. Um, Everdell has a couple mini expansions, so a little bit more content, um, as well as upgraded components, um, an extra set of critter meeples. They get the black rat meeples, um, these beautiful uh, metal coins uh, for your victory points. Nice. A lot of good stuff. Nice. Uh, good, good component upgrades are always... <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it what's the what's the price jump between the the standard and the the collector uh, i think it's about our pre-order pricing um we just ended our um regular pre-order pricing and it reverted back to the um uh like standard pricing because okay. we were running kickstarter pricing for a little bit while and it just jumped up um i think it's gonna be like 20 or 30 dollar difference oh that's not bad at all yeah hopefully people will find it reasonable there's a lot in there um the everdell deck is like 
uh, I believe 128 cards standard. And then uh-huh. the collectors is even more than that. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. There's a lot in there. Cool deal. Cool deal. So yeah, get out there and check that out if you want cool components for those games. And uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I really appreciate your time. Um, before I, I turn you loose, uh, I just want to let you have the chance to tell everybody where they can connect with you online, uh, Starling Games, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so you can find me online at on Twitter uh, at Brenna Noonan. You can find Starling at Starling Games and on Facebook over at uh, Play Starling Games. And then we also just got Instagram. Um, so please follow us on there because we don't have any followers yet. Um, and we're <laughs> at, at Starling Games on Instagram also. I'll go follow you right now. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Brenna, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming on the show and uh, good luck at Gen Con. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me and hopefully we'll see you there. Absolutely. All right, take care. All right, you too. All right, so there it is. There is Brenna Noonan. I want to thank her so much for spending time with us. She got in that recording with me right in the middle of getting ready for Gen Con and the week that was leading up to it. So I really appreciate her taking that time to talk about all the things that were going on there. Uh, I heard, I think they sold out of a bunch of stuff at uh, Gen Con, there was like, uh, I I saw some tweets about it coming up through the uh, Starling games. So they had a great time there. Hopefully we'll have her on again to talk about more things uh, that Starling games has going on because there's just lots of cool games coming out of there. So uh, stay tuned for my review of Everdell. I've got my copy. It's, it's gorgeous. It's amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting it played very, very soon. Uh, I want to thank her again for sending that out, which is super, super awesome. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. If you would like to help us out even more, you can always head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon. There you can find out a way, all the ways that you can be a part of what we do here at Theology of Games. Uh, or just as simple as sharing the show. You hit that share button and tweet it out, share it on Facebook, wherever it is that you share things. We would love it if you would be uh, so kind to do that and share it with the folks that you think would enjoy it. Um, Of course, you can find us on social media. We'd love it if you follow us there. Head over to uh, Theology of Games on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And of course, theologyofgames.com has links for all of those things that you can uh, be a part of and find find a way to connect with us there. All right, I'm going to get out of here because it's getting late. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. I'll see you next week. But until then... Just keep it in mind that I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and drive safe.